Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And I'm keeping it simple today. Yeah. Nothing it, extra spicy on that. We're keeping it simple because this is a complicated episode. This really <laughs> is, man. This really is. We are wrapping up our little, almost like mini series within our our little regular series. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call it the mini series. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you figured it out. You've cracked the code. Yeah, so hopefully by this point you have listened to the two previous MCU episodes. Yeah, because now phase we're one and phase two. Because now we're on MCU phase three. I'm excited to finish this so that I don't have to edit an extra episode <laughs> every other week. I'm excited for this episode strictly because phase one and phase two, our opinions on the movies themselves have been very similar. Very similar. Well, I phase two, our lists were identical for our rankings. Yeah. And phase I, one, we had some variation. I know for a fact that this is going to be drastically different. I was pulling my hair just minutes before we hit record because I'm trying <laughs> to, if you guys have learned anything about this podcast, you should know that Colin prepares extensively and I wing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I started writing out this list and this is like if someone came up to me and told me, it was like, if I had nine children and they were like, all right, you need to kill half of them. This movie got as dark as Infinity War. Yeah, you basically the, the, that that statement. This episode just got his. Yeah, you basically just asked me to fucking snapping half of these movies away for me because <laughs> I'm putting movies in a top nine. And they're sitting at the bottom, and they're some of my favorite movies in the MCU. Yeah, this is going to be a fucked up episode. <laughs> People are gonna we're getting hate mail. Hopefully, hopefully. Hey, <laughs> just be happy to hear from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you hate us. Tell us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Little plug right there in the beginning. There you go. And before we tell you all of our rankings and everything, and before you hear how ridiculous this whole thing is going to be, leave us a five-star review. We got free t-shirts we're trying to give you guys. Get some free t-shirts. Possibly some movies that I don't want in my house anymore. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe a fucking wrapper from these CBD orange thing gummies that I got that tastes like shit. <laughs> oh man, I am. I can't wait for this. This is gonna be. It's gonna be ridiculous. This is gonna be a hairy episode. Yeah, but you know what's interesting, and we mentioned in the previous episodes, is that we keep on talking about Marvel, and then Marvel keeps following up our episodes with some hot shit. <laughs> how do they do it not hot shit is like oh that's a that's a hot piece of shit or a hot a steamy shit i'm saying like that's some hot shit dog <laughs> like that's some hot shit right there yeah <laughs> yeah there's a clip recently with um will smith and he's like looking through like like binoculars and he's like oh that's tight that's tight or something like oh that's sick yeah and my brother he took the clip and it's him, and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. And he looks through the binoculars, and then when he looks through it, it cuts to the guy from the NHL flipping over the card with the Devil's logo on it to show that they won the lottery. And he's like, that's that's some hot shit. That's some hot there shit. There you go. Yeah. Bringing it back, bringing it back to your neck of the woods. Oh man, I'm so excited. I know we've talked we've talked about that both off mic, and people are gonna find out real soon in a future episode too. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hear all about how excited I was. <laughs> yeah, baby. But I'm super excited because we released MCU 1, and at that time, the first uh, Endgame trailer had been out for a little while, but we were holding off. 
we released that episode and then either in the same week or just like right after they released trailer two. So yeah. then we did MCU two. Mm-hmm. And guess what we got now? Trailer three. Trailer three. <laughs> it's a little bit more of a teaser. This is yeah. I would say this is definitely a teaser. Yeah, very quick. Which very you know quick. is good because this is the third one of these, and we've talked about Endgame trailers, the first two. Yeah. This is shorter. I feel like there's less to talk about with it, but that's probably good because there is so much to talk about with the phases. Yeah, like, there's this a, phase three is nuts, and phase three has the most movies out of anything. That being said, let's go to the fucking trailer park. Okay. <laughs> like that no build up no build up at all let's just let's just fucking get in there this is a mini episode you fuckers are lucky you're getting anything extra out of us yeah come on i have a hard enough time giving you one episode a week (laughs) yeah no and you you know what before we start this i'm just gonna say it's really nice doing these episodes one because i just like fucking talking about these episodes and we're super excited for endgame but also i've gotten um texts and stuff from some people or like comments that uh they j- people just really appreciate these recaps because they forget so many of these movies. Because there are so many of these movies. Yeah, we are at what is it? There's nine in this one, and there's six in the other ones. So that's 21 movies before Endgame. Yep, Endgame's gonna be 22. Yep, that's two days worth of film. That's like over 48. I think it's like close to like 50 something hours. It's. I actually read the other day. I think it was 52 or 53 hours. That's insane. Yeah. That's a lot of time to spend with these characters, and that's a lot of story to catch up on. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I've actually have I'm seeing I have tickets for Infinity War for two separate days. Endgame? I mean, I mean, I'm at Endgame. Yeah, we keep doing that. I feel like everybody's doing that right now. Yeah, because this is obviously so closely connected to Infinity War. This is gonna feel like Infinity War too. Oh, before we start this fucking trailer, oh, this needs to be said. Hit me, AMC. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god, yes, we need to talk about this. We pay, not only do they not respect the (laughs) premiere line that allows me to cut into the regular schmucks who don't want to pay $20 a month or $10 a month, whatever the fuck it is, they have their whole website crash the morning and most of the day that these tickets go on sale. Yeah. Now, what? it's not just AMC. Fandango Fandango is down for an hour. But you know um, what I noticed? It's it's the ones that are connected to the AMC theaters. We had to go. We're going to a Regal. We're like, going to like a Regal. Animals. <laughs> What's wrong? No, I will say this. Uh, we bought our tickets for the RPX theater. Yeah, I've never been in RPX. I ha- I talked to someone recently who's been in it, and they said that the RPX theater has the best sound out of any movie theater, including Dolby. Okay, good. Like, like this is their version of a Dolby theater. So I think we're still going to get, like, the premiere experience. experience for it. But still, like, how did AMC, Fandango, none of these places not expect and, for a, a huge demand for these tickets? Yeah, how did you not anticipate and, this? Yeah, so, like, the tickets go on sale. Everything fucking crashed. I spent three hours at work trying to get our fucking tickets. Me too. I had... I had... On my multiple monitors on my computer, I had like Fandango open. I had whatever, movietickets.com. I had AMC, and I'm trying it on the app. Like, mm-hmm. nothing was getting through. I was I was screaming. I was fucking screaming. I was like, what the hell is going on? And, it, and, and you know what? It, it pissed me off because that night I, I got in bed, and I went on my phone and checked my email. An email was sent to me at like 8 p.m. That was like, we're back up. Buy your endgame tickets. And I was yeah. like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are there even endgame tickets left? So I went on the app. It was working. Checked. They, like, it was like, oh, yeah, you can go to endgame. If you want to sit in the front row by yourself. Yeah. Like, like, that's like, 
It's crazy. I mean, we got our tickets. I can't complain too much, but it was just so annoying that like nobody prepared for it and that like they didn't yeah. set up a queue or something. Like after like two hours, Fandango had a virtual line where you had to wait an hour to buy tickets. At least. Yeah. It was like at minimum an hour. Yeah. And it, I don't it was just it was just annoying. I like I mean But I mean we got our money's worth out of the A list, but it was just annoying where it's like we couldn't use it this time. Like yeah. I spent You fucked us. I I know I know everyone paid me back, but it was like I spent a hundred dollars on movie tickets when we all could have gotten them for free through our app. Like, yeah. Like, come on. Such Any, a pain in the ass. Yeah. So this movie better be fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gave us I, a headache. I and said, now we're driving like 40 minutes away instead of 20 minutes yeah. away. And I, I said, I was like, I was like, what did Thanos just snap fucking did, kill all Wipe the, out the, IT, the department. IT department for Fandango and AMC? Like, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> bullshit. So but, you know, but, that was super annoying. But, but that says a lot, though, about how how anticipated this movie is. Yeah, it really does. How much this movie really needs to pay off. Mm-hmm. Because, damn, man, if you under-deliver, there's going to be full-blown riots. Like, <laughs> theaters are getting torn down. Like, this movie comes out and is Incredible Hulk. Everybody's dying. It's, it's not going to be. It's, it's not going it's not to be. Gonna, yeah. Russo Brothers crush it. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, th- they're setting such a high bar. They and really are. This movie is going to crush every goddamn record it's already breaking records yeah i really really like you have no idea how badly i haven't even seen the movie yet but you have no idea how badly i want this to break the all-time box office record oh me too like what has it avatar avatar has it it's avatar fuck avatar Avatar, titanic infinity war that's your one two and three yeah so we need to change that yeah and uh, i think this could do it but all right, so now that we got all the negativity out with that, <laughs> yeah, flush that out of our system. Let's, let's get into this trailer. Yes. If we do this, we'd be going in shorthanded. Yeah, you mean because he killed all our friends? We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. This is actually my first time watching this on a computer. I've only it's watched it like once on my phone. Lost. It's about how much we have left. I think that's the first time we see Pepper in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Where's the Avengers? Hawkeye's tatted up. Who tatted him? We gotta finish this. You trust me. You got a full sleeve. I do. I don't like that they've shown so much of Tony Stark. Well, I have a theory about all of this. You okay. could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Ooh, our first glimpse this, of Thanos. Yeah, this is Back great. And he's actually in like the full armor and yeah, everything. And this so shot, badass. this shot here is also sick. Like, and you see like Thor's cape and yeah. just like it's like Tickets super classic. Tickets on sale now, unless you can't get them. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the trailer that released <laughs> that the, that morning. Like just a big tease. It's yeah. like tickets on sale now, or are they? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Suck it, nerds. <laughs> Fucking asshole just cucked us oh man oh no i mean you've seen this more you said you have a theory it's relatively short we've already talked a lot about it give me give me give me something on this give me something on this my theory is less about the movie and more about the russo brothers okay the russo brothers have openly said that they shot extra footage for this just to use in the trailers i yeah i did read that there's a strong possibility that there's been three trailers and if you look at the three trailers they don't look like they're from the same movie. Yeah. Because trailer two, like they're in the quantum, seemingly quantum realm suits or those space suit looking things and mm-hmm. they're walking. But in this, 
they're not wearing those suits when they go to where they seemingly are going to confront Thanos. Yeah, that is true. It doesn't look like that at all. Like it looks it looks like his just regular Iron Man suit and then you got Thor with the cape of... and when they're in the uh in the Milano, here we go. Yeah, no, they're just in the right the regular yeah. suits here. So like who who the fuck And look knows? at look at Thor's suit. That looks OG. That's not what he's been wearing recently. That's his original suit from the like the first Avengers with like the little circle chest plates and everything. Look at that. His red cape. Look at that. Scarlett Johansson's blonde again. She's redheaded in other trailers. She's blonde in one, then she's redheaded, then she's blonde. Captain Marvel's flying the ship. I like I like the expression on Brie Larson's face here, just because I'm hoping that they kind of go into her character more in that like they want to build her up as like more but like a, I think I think more comedic, at least more like sassy or sarcastic and stuff. Yeah, a little And she seems kind of just like this is fucking cake type thing. Like her look on her face does not seem like she seems confident. Yeah. And everyone else is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Captain America looks like he's literally dropping a shit right now. Yeah, he's like <laughs> clenching the armrest. He's just like, what is this contraption? I was in ice for so long. <laughs> you should be caught up by now, Cap. Look at the size of that squirrel in front of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did that thing fucking talk? <laughs> funny, funny thing, totally off, off topic. Um, my, my dad actually works in like the same, same area that I work. And he texted me and was like, Hey, just so you know, over by the walkway to like the one parking area there, there's possibly like a rabid raccoon over there. So just be careful. But like cops are over there. They're like keeping an eye on it. And I, to which I said, that's awesome. And he said, okay, not really the word I would have used. Cause he's like, why is that awesome? So then I sent him, I sent him a gif of a uh, rocket raccoon just winking. And he was like, what is that? <laughs> it was, it was great. That is hilarious. So I don't, I don't see, I don't really know. Like you said, they're, they're filming stuff. They're trying to misdirect you and things. So many swerves. Yeah, there's so many swerves. This one looks like this could be the end for Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. My God, I and, hope not. And and I was, you know, it was funny. Least, you just got a good Thor movie. So Please I, don't kill him. I was talking to my friend the other day, and he said, and he he said the same thing. And I was like, kill Iron Man, kill Captain America. I don't care. Like I like those characters yeah. a lot, but I wouldn't Keep care. Thor. Keep Thor. I finally love him. Like he's one of my favorite characters now. If they kill him, I'm gonna be so upset. Especially- and he doesn't, he doesn't, I haven't heard anything about Chris Hemsworth wanting to leave. Yeah, no. It's going to take him so long to ever age out of the role. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, really. And not even that, like, the other guys can really age out, because Tony Stark can be however old he is, mm-hmm. because he's in a suit, like, it doesn't matter. And you could even have Tony Stark in a non-active role and being more behind the scenes and stuff like that, too. I, but- feel, I feel like it makes a lot of sense to kill off Captain America. Yes. And... And I feel like it makes a lot of sense to kill off Iron Man. At the very least, it makes sense to kind of have him retire. But I feel like retire is a cop out. Yeah. Because, like, you're never going to fully retire after all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, what if you Professor X him, put him in a wheelchair? <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. Professor X him. Professor X him. <laughs> I guess you could do that. But I mean, because then he can still, like, build tech for the Avengers and stuff, but he won't take a role in the action and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. I think that so many people are expecting the Iron Man and Captain America deaths that there could be a swerve in there somewhere. But just don't don't touch Thor. Leave him alone. He's just a boy. <laughs> At least let like Taika do one more movie. Yeah, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get to him. 
I would love for him to do one more movie. We've kind of had theories with all these trailers, and granted, every single time we're like, I don't know where they're going with this. They can go anywhere with this, but like now, I'm fucking confused. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that was the I think that was the job. Yeah, because this because that's the whole thing is the first trailer makes it look like Tony's doomed, and then every other trailer after that is like, here's Tony with everyone on Earth, totally cool. <laughs> yeah. So why? Why do that in the first trailer? And here you see Tony and Nebula, like they're all standing. And it looks like they're either looking at a monitor or a person who arrived. That could be Captain Marvel there. Mm-hmm. And she's like explaining whatever. And you even got Ant-Man and Rocket and everybody. So everybody has gotten back to one location, and that's the compound. So how do they get there? Now, what do you think about this? This isn't necessarily related, but Disney this week has unveiled the programs starting off for their their Netflix program that's coming out in fall 2019. Disney Plus. So, yeah, Disney Plus. And Which, by the way, I guess I have to get that. Well, they've already like detailed like four Marvel shows now. I didn't even know that. Okay. The so, only show that I think I saw them talk about was the, the Mandalorian. Yes. Which oh man, it looks sick. Yeah, I love mandolins. Yeah, me too. They're great instruments. That sound that sound that they get <laughs> like no other. Just the tone, the timbre. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's un- unreal. I-, I would even say it's out of this world. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. But no, they- they've announced a bunch of shows, and a bunch of these are Marvel shows. So I'm a little bit confused as to the direction, what the timeline is, but I'll tell you what these shows are right now that they've, they've already uh, detailed for us. Three shows for for the MCU. Okay. One's following the adventures of Loki. Oh, okay. I, I had heard something about that before it was like officially announced. I don't know if it was like a rumor thing or if yeah. it was something like, I so, don't even so know. So you're getting a Loki show. One is following Scarlet Witch and Vision. Okay. Another one's following Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one sounds cool. I don't really care about Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah, I don't care about that one either. Now, I'm hoping that these take place in a different timeline or something i think the loki one is that's very much like early loki i I hope so like even pre thor one i think it's supposed to be like a young sheldon scenario cancel this episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've said this before i really like the loki character everyone really likes the loki character but i think he needs to be dead oh yeah stay dead motherfucker stay dead he's been dead and not dead so many times I, I'm so afraid that they're going to undercut the stakes of Infinity War by bringing everyone back. Leave him dead. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of like finality to death because if everybody's just... If death means nothing in these movies, then these nothings don't have any sort of stakes. Yeah, because... Then it's like, oh, the world's in danger. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Infinity We're fine. War so We're much. We're at the movies. Nothing's in danger. <laughs> like... Infinity War was the first Marvel movie that I watched where I was like, anything could fucking happen. Like this, that's why people like Game of Thrones so much. It's like no characters are safe. Yeah, you always feel on the edge of your seat. That's how Infinity War felt. And for you me. have to, you have to keep up with it because yeah. you miss one episode and then you can't skip. You can't skip around. Mm-mm. And until yeah, until Infinity War, it's like there's quite a few movies you can skip in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Like what major deaths are there really? Even like Odin's death in Ragnarok, which you know, we'll talk we'll talk all the movies in MCU three in a minute. But even Odin's death in Ragnarok, it's not like big. You know what I mean? Like 
It's, yeah, it didn't feel huge. Like, it didn't feel huge. I think its impact is bigger than we realize because you could argue that Infinity War wouldn't have happened if certain characters were still around because Ancient One dies in Doctor Strange and she had been kind of protecting Earth from all these outside things from like either different dimensions or across galaxies and stuff like that. And Odin dies... And these are all within a very close timeline, mm-hmm. which allows because these are the people who have been protecting either the realms or, you know, the cosmos or whoever else. So now that you have these like big things that are protecting Earth, they're not in the picture. Now, Thanos can just be like, all right, well, guess what? Nobody, nobody can stop me anymore. The two <laughs> most powerful beings, your two biggest defenses, they're dead. So here I come. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think their deaths seemed didn't feel super impactful in their movies, but I think they did actually play a much 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 bigger hand in the greater universe. I I would agree with that. Thanks. <laughs> you know, now I disagree with it. Fuck you. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, no, not much. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a one minute trailer. How much can I say? Yeah, I mean, how much already can you really lot? say about Endgame? I mean. Yeah, I mean, who really cares? <laughs> <laughs> I want to start talking about these fucking Yeah, MCU let's movies. get into it because there's a lot of movies there's in so here. There's so much. And there is a lot of quality movies in this too. This is the hardest list. I, I was saying my my worst movie of Phase 3 is better than most of Phase 1 and 2. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, this phase, they just came out with bangers. This is really like, I think I had mentioned it on uh, the Phase 2 episode before uh like winter soldier and guardians i was kind of like falling off like the the superhero movie train i was getting Rightfully i was getting so. i was getting fatigued and surprised thor the dark world didn't blow this whole thing up on everybody <laughs> and then uh those two movies really saved face but this whole phase is just holy shit Bangers. What, a, what, a, what a good run Bangers. What, a, what a good run so let's start it up with the first movie of phase three 2016's Captain America Civil War. You know what's crazy? This movie feels like an Avengers movie. It does. Like, I know it's Captain America. It's the third Captain America, and it does make sense. I actually rewatched this one very recently. And when you're watching it, you're like, okay, yeah, Captain America is definitely like the centerpiece around all of this. Mm -hmm. But it does feel like an Avengers movie. And, you know, obviously, how can it not? Like, every Avengers in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but sometimes when I'm talking about it, I do forget that it's not Avengers. Yeah. This movie directed by the Russo brothers, which we have mentioned before. Love them. Uh, also written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, which you know, they worked we've, on. Yep. We've talked about them. Winter Soldier. So, uh, people with familiarity to the characters already, you know, working here. And this movie introduces Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Yep. Tom Holland as Spider Man. And it brings Ant Man into the fray. With all the other characters. Right. In movie, the Ant-Man but... movie, he's pretty separate with the exception of he goes to that Avengers compound to steal that piece of equipment. Yeah. And then he only interacts with Falcon. But this actually, yeah, puts him with the Avengers and he picks a side. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. I watched an interview the other day and Paul Rudd talks about uh, when he was on set for Civil War and it's his first time being around everyone. With holding the shield. Shield, do you watch that? Yeah. yeah. Of course, man. Do you it, know me? It was it was awesome though because he was I like- I Paul Rudd. Yeah, he was like, the way I was feeling was not unsimilar to what the actual character was feeling. <laughs> yeah. Just being around just all being these people. stoked. Yeah. Oh, he's so good in Civil War too. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, Captain America. 
That's amazing. Shaking your hand too long. <laughs> He's just like, oh, hey, I recognize you guys. Good. I, lo- I love your work. Like, he, he, oh, my God. He's so lovable and amazing. I fucking love him. Both the character and just Paul Rudd. He's the greatest. This movie has um, a good amount of significance to the overall, you know, plot. Like this is like a oh, lot of huge. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of these movies do, but this movie really sets a lot of a I lot think, of bowels in motion. Yeah, I think in Phase Three, this movie leads into Infinity War more so than any other. I mean, Thor yeah. Ragnarok literally leads into it in terms of timeline, but Captain America: Civil War, the events of it have the biggest impact that are directly affecting think, yeah. Infin- Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Big budget on this bad boy. $250 million. Whoa. Box office, $1.153 billion. Nice. Breaking the bill. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did very well at the box office. Makes sense. At yeah. this point? Yeah. They're, they're all, for the most part, going to crush at the box office now. Crush! <laughs> Hell yeah. Smash. Hulk smash. Tomato, 91%. Whoa, okay. Tomato, 89%. Guess what, bitch? Tomato. I'm going tomato as well, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, you know what? Because I, I had mentioned uh, just a minute ago, like I rewatched it. At moments when I was watching it, and this is the only thing, honestly, if I didn't rewatch it, I probably would have said tomato. But when I was watching it, I thought I had accidentally hit like that. I was watching it at like 1.5 speed for some of this. Cause like when the action scenes are going, it moves so fast that it doesn't feel right. Like I was watching it and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I must be watching this sped up. Like this, it seems insane. Like not just in the action movements that they're doing. Cause that's fine. Whatever I get it. Superheroes, blah, blah, blah. And you want to make it exciting and entertaining. But the way that it, it was edited. It was the edit that I was paying attention to. And all of the cuts and all of the different angles and shots that they just kept cutting, 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 cutting. And I get it. That's how you shoot like action things. And that's that way you can't see them pulling punches and it and it helps with that stuff. But it just felt so sped up and it it kind of like made me dizzy, like legit. Yeah. Like I'm gonna say this. That's the way you edit bad action scenes. Okay, yeah. I can't argue. Can't argue with that. Because I, I, I'm not gonna get on a tangent here, but watch like a watch like John Wick. Watch those action scenes, and they're just one shot. They're just so one take because they yeah. fluid one take. Great choreography and stuff. When you can't get the like what you want in frame, that's when you cut. Yeah. With this movie, I I enjoy it, but I'm not I'm not I'm not really big on Civil War. Honestly, I know it's integral to the storyline, but just going on a film, I think parts of it are a little convoluted. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in it, and also. I mean, just don't like seeing Iron Man lose a fight. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But yeah, I mean, fine movie in my opinion. I just, I don't like it as much as the critics and audience are. I would have it lower than an 89. I think it's a B. Yeah, I would say B B plus. I think I would still put it in the 80s, but maybe 89 is a little high. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to tread lightly because I think me and you are going to disagree on some of these movies. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to play it safe. What is next? Doctor Strange in the same year, 2016. I really like this movie. I know you do. (laughs) Director uh, Scott Derrickson comes in. He uh, worked on Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose, so another horror director coming in to do superhero movies. 
He's also the writer on it, and John Spates, uh, who worked on Prometheus, which is a movie that me and you both really like. Yeah. Which I think is good, the whole sci-fi element to it. This movie's oh, for sure. definitely very weird. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Dr. Stephen Strange. I have a very hard time pronouncing this name. I can't even do it. Oh, I know who you are talking about. is Jade for. I think it's how you pronounce it. Don't ask me. I'm not good. I'm not good with names, but uh, yes. Rachel McAdams, Dr. Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong plays Wong. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Tilda Swinton is the ancient one, and Mads uh, Mikkelsen plays uh, uh, Cecilius. yeah. Yep. This is another movie kind of similar to Ant-Man, where it's a character that not many people, I would say, knew about when it came out. This movie blew my dick off. I know it blew your dick off. I almost not even the movie itself, but just what the movie meant is what really like hit me. Because Guardians of the Galaxy opened up the MCU to the cosmic, mm-hmm. the cosmic MCU. You know, this opened it up to like the interdimensional MCU. Yeah, which you could argue that kind of Ant Man did that with going into the quantum realm and all like all that stuff. But this really, you know, painted that picture, and this pushed that boundary a little bit further than Guardians was able to push it. And Guardians was successful in really setting up, like like I said, that cosmic piece of the MCU. And now we have this whole new piece. And it it creates so many different routes to go. And it's what makes Endgame such a difficult puzzle to put together. Because you can travel through time or space or both. Or like, I mean, even in Infinity War, he says like there's, you know, 14 million possibilities. And we only win in one of them. Yeah. That, that also means there's 14 million at least different options that you can go to to get new characters, you know, revive a franchise with different actors. Like, it means so much to the greater MCU. And, you know, it hasn't been explored yet, which makes me intrigued. It's like, okay, well, you introduced it, but you haven't really done anything with it yet. So when is it coming in? And I think I think we're all expecting a lot of that quantum realm stuff to take place in uh, in Endgame. In yeah. Endgame, so that's probably where we're gonna get it back. But now, now that that door's being blown open, where else can we go? I think the the significance of this movie is undeniable. Like, like you were saying, this opens similar to other movies so many possibilities, and uh, it's it's integral to. I mean, it's gonna. It seems like it's gonna be integral to uh, Endgame. You're really gonna appreciate it probably more after Endgame of what it means. I'm gonna say this as a film. I'm really not the biggest fan of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. I'm not gonna. Sp- you know what? Here's here's my issue. Actually, I really like this the Stephen Strange character, especially early on in the movie, and also the crash scene. I remember being like, oh fuck, like, yeah, that's brutal. I didn't like the villain in it. Dormammu wasn't like the biggest fan. Oh, and if you could, yeah, I mean, I guess he's like the the big, big villain at the end, but he's also like barely in the movie. He's yeah, not, and um, he's like the driving force in behind the scenes, but he's not like consistently through the movie. Yeah, and the I would I don't know if I want to say development of the character, but the development of how Stephen Strange unlocks his powers. I'm not a big that big of a fan of that part of it either. Okay, but. The importance of the movie, undeniable, super important. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll say this: the Stephen Strange character, I love him in uh, Infinity War. Oh, I think he's better absolutely. in Infinity War than he is in his own movie. That makes sense because the Russo brothers are amazing. Yeah, I th- and th- which is also why I, 
I'll say it now, but I, I'll probably just say it again during Captain Marvel. I think they're going to bring a lot of life to Captain Marvel's character that she desperately needs. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But what what's the budget and success of this one? Smaller budget. Makes yep. sense. 165. 165 okay. million. Box office 677. So right. really good. Yeah. Really they're, good. They're gonna quadruple basically everything at this point. It, yeah, there's no more so than that. So uh big box office success. Tomato, eighty nine percent. Tomato, eighty six percent. Eighty nine to eighty six. I have to say tomato. Wow. I like this movie a lot. That is shocking to me. 89's, 89's a little high. Yeah. A little high. I honestly think 86 or 87 is a is the perfect score for that movie. Okay. So that's why I'm going tomato. I'm shocked by that. I'm go- also going tomato, but I thought you were I thought for sure you were gonna be a tomato. I also really like the character in general. I didn't read a lot of Doctor Strange specifically, but he's he's in a lot of like the def- he's one of the defenders. Mm-hmm. And I read the Defenders comics. And there's been like a rotating cast in those, anyways. And uh, I do like a lot of Ghost Rider, and there's a lot of crossover villains from Ghost Rider to Doctor Strange. So there's also a lot of team up issues with them. So I have a decent familiarity with Doctor Strange. So I do have kind of like a bias just towards the character in general. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job as the character. So I give it a lot of bonus points for that. Mm hmm. I will agree with that with you on that. Benedict Cumberbatch is very good as the character. Yeah. Really like him. Crushes it. Next year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Much anticipated follow up. Much anticipated. They set a really high bar with the first one, and holy shit, man! Yeah. Written and directed by James Gunn again. I mean, this is his vision. Thank Gunn. <laughs> Thank Gunn. This movie introduces a few characters. None are particularly important, I would say, in the grand scheme of themes. But I don't know. Um, Mantis is kind of important. Uh, sure, Mantis is important, but that's not who I'm thinking. Are you Are you thinking Sylvester Stallone's character? No. Are you thinking Chris, Kurt Russell's character? Yes. Okay. Ego. Yeah, so Kurt Russell plays Ego, and he's the living planet. I was very interested when they announced that, how that was going to play off, because it's kind of a crazy concept to it try is. to bring casual moviegoers and to that idea that is not a mainstream idea at all (laughs) he's not a very popular character in general ego so i was like how are they gonna do this and i think they nailed it but also i think i think he's a very important character because it's the first time we've met a celestial yeah and they play a huge role in the marvel universe because they were there like when the infinity stones were created you know what i mean yeah they're some of the most Biggest, powerful yeah powers in the in the entire universe you know now that we've introduced that big of an idea similarly to like how the first guardians brought us into the cosmos dr strange brings us into the alternate realms and stuff like that this brings us into this bigger idea of these celestials and now if there's another movie and they want to bring in a character similar to that something big and this idea that might be hard to swallow it's not going to be as hard to swallow because it's like all right well we saw a living planet. There's a raccoon that yeah. talks in a tree that talk <laughs> like you know, nothing, nothing surprising us anymore. You, you blew the doors open. You can do anything now. Yeah. So I think he's actually a huge, huge addition to the MCU. 
I really like some of the things they did with the characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the main characters. Oh, um, they really developed their story, and they fully continued from Guardian 1 without yeah. missing a beat. Star-Lord and Gamora get very flush, flushed out in this movie, and I really like the direction they've gone with Rocket in this one. You get more into why he does certain things and oh, yeah. the emotional moments with him. And Yondu becomes like a real character. Yep. Whereas in the first one, like he's in it and he has some story, but like he's basically just there as like a um as like a tail to them who's just kinda like chasing them and help pushing that story along. Yeah. But you don't really get anything about him. And then I mean this one. Yeah. If you if you don't know by now, you're an idiot, so I guess spoiler alert, but <laughs> when he dies, I legit cried. Yeah. Like the first time, like I cried. And I, another thing I think is really smart is I think they realized that the Drax character didn't have a ton to him, but now Drax is like he's one of the funniest uh, he's, he's characters. A, he's, in a, the he's, MCU. A, he's a scene stealer, like with the the oh. the comedy. Like he, oh my he has god, some of the Infin- best lines. Infinity War. He's like all of the best moments. Yeah. Like he's amazing. <laughs> and uh, the only like real honest honestly, I think I like this movie more than most people. The only thing that I really don't don't like much is there's a couple villains in this movie. The the gold people, yeah, could have totally done without them. I think they might be in it more for a future movie. Yeah, I think I think that's just a a big old seed that they planted, mm-hmm. like a huge fucking seed that yeah. they planted. Every time they showed up on screen, I was like, I'm over this. Like, let's get back to like the real meat and potatoes of the movie. Yeah, but uh, I think they're similar to how the Ravagers were in Guardians of the Galaxy one yeah. as just like an extra foil to help push them from place to place because something's chasing them because that's a common thread for the guardians is they're not like an avengers type thing like they're basically like scummy heroes yeah because they like they steal shit and like whatever they're just like pirates basically yeah so there's always something else chasing them and then in that chase they come across a bigger problem so i think that they are basically what the ravagers were in the first one so i'm actually okay with it okay it just I, helps perpetuate. It just pushes them through the universe. Yeah. I like what you were just saying, how they're like basically pirates is the part where uh, Infinity War Rocket says like, yeah, we're, I think he says we're going to go there and then we're going to steal like something or there's and then and then yeah. Starla just goes, bingo. Yeah. Did they boost up the budget on this one now? Yeah. This one got a $200 million budget. So a little bit more. Okay. I think the other one was like 170 or something like that. Box office eight hundred and sixty three million. Didn't make as much as the first Guardians, I don't think, but still, still really good. good. Tomato eighty three percent. Tomato eighty seven percent. What? Yeah. Tomato motherfucker. This is tomato for me also. Eighty three. Yeah. Should be ashamed of yourself. Very yeah. I I could be wrong. No, it's not. I think this might be the second lowest score in Phase Three though by critics. Whoa. Yeah. Damn I like, critics. I like this one a lot. The next movie we're going to get to, yes, is one of my favorites. This is great. Spider-Man: Homecoming, twenty seventeen, directed by John Watts. Uh, another director really didn't have much. There is like fucking eight writers on this movie. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of writers on. That's kind of surprising because yeah. it doesn't feel like it. It feels pretty concise, and it's it's all over the place. I mean, some really good stuff, but uh. Jonathan Goldstein, he worked on Horrible Bosses 2, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, John Francis Daly, yeah, Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, also Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, John Watts was a writer on it. Christopher Ford was a writer on it. They kind of worked together. It seems like a lot of the writers are in pairs. 
Okay. Um, and then Chris McKenna and Eric Sommers, they both worked on like Lego Batman movie before this. Okay. So yeah, I mean, six writers on this. Oh wow, it's a, it's a lot. Pretty big writers room for for a movie like these. Yeah, and Newton, I feel like a lot of times when you see a lot of writers on a movie, the end product is isn't as cohesive as this. But this is a right. great this is a great movie. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm surprised to hear there's that many people because like this doesn't feel like a hodgepodge like at all. No. This this feels like one vision. Like I, I was I was very very surprised to see that. I don't many. think Vision was in this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, new characters. I don't know how many of them are actually that important. But Michael Keaton plays uh, Vulture in this. Uh, I love Michael Marissa Keaton. Tomei is Hot Aunt May. <laughs> I love Marissa Tomei. And uh, Jacob uh, Batalone is Ned. Nice. That's his I friend. love Ned. <laughs> God, I fucking love what a Ned. hottie. <sighs> Hunka hunka, <laughs> dude, the Joker. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. I'll say this: the Vulture character, Vulture. I feel like in the comics is not that cool. No, I don't know. I never really cared for him as much. He's I don't, great in this though. Oh, his performance is amazing. I mean, he has the experience from Birdman, so he's, yeah, he's so, right so there. He, he, he knows what he's doing. Transitioned perfectly. But but no, he it's the he writing plays, though. I know. But he he plays it so well and I think we've mentioned I think we mentioned in our second episode when we did Spider-Verse when we ranked out the Spider-Man movies, there is no other movie in the MCU until like up until that point where tension is built like that scene when Peter Parker is in the the back of his car and they're going to prom. Yeah. Or when he even when he shows up at the house because and that that swerve never saw it coming no never there was not a a hint anywhere in there it was such a good twist and surprise and the tension that you felt like it felt like you were also in that car that's one of my favorite scenes in any Marvel movie I think yeah so good rightfully so and i think this movie also signals a really good shift in because up until now i feel like marvel never really was striking gold with their villains like their villains yeah. were a little bit throwaway this is the first movie and not you see it a lot after this where the villains have a motivation that the audience can understand and almost sympathize with where you're like yeah you're like you know what i don't like you but i get where you're coming from yeah because you got screwed over yeah it takes away the I'm mad, gonna punch things, villain, and actually make yeah. some a full like an actual character, or like I want power, or I want yeah this and that. Like he doesn't necessarily want power; he's just trying to run this like illegal business. But I mean, like he's doing it because he got fucked over by like people above him. He's just trying to like he basically got for... fucked over by Tony Stark. Yeah, I also love. I don't even know if this is how it is in the comics, but I just love how like vulture conceptually like what is a vulture and what his character is he's a scavenger in this movie like i yeah. think it's really cool yeah so. it's great and also well thought out the spider-man character in this movie we said this in our spider-verse episode but like they didn't spend the time bogging you down with it like uncle ben shit like yep they you already they, know they, they give you the stuff this movie is so fun there's so many good like funny moments but also like i get chills every single time i watch the like come on spider-man moment where he's underneath the rubble yeah so fucking good like i love tom holland as spider-man i love his story arc in this movie yeah so good i love this movie so much all right i, I said this before i saw I'm this kind of sniffing out where this might be on your list i i saw this movie three times in the theater the third time i went and saw it i actually didn't want to see it again but I, we went with our i went with my our friend gabe 
and he he had free movie tickets and he hadn't seen it. So I was like, you pick whatever movie and he wanted to see this. And I was like, I've already seen it. Don't really want to see it again. But I went and saw it and I loved it just as much as I did the first two times on a third time when I didn't even really want to watch it. Like, damn, I might watch this when I go home now. Just the way you're talking about it. It's, I'm like, it's so good. You're trying to fuck this movie, man. I got the case over there. We'll see what we can do. Oh, you got the case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's over there. Oh, man. I figured you'd just stick it through the hole in the center. <laughs> you mean you might have a little bit too much room? Sure. You have to, like, you have to pad the sides? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you little pencil dick. <laughs> Fuck you, Brett. <laughs> Budget on this, $175 million. I'm kind of surprised that it even spent that much. It seemed pretty Yeah, it's definitely standard. Definitely, like, uh, not yeah, too much. Go back. Yeah, not too much uh, special effects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's I scenes. mean, he's swinging and the boat scene is, is pretty great in this one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I also forgot to mention the way they use Tony Stark in this as like a mentor. It's almost like a father and son thing. Yeah, that's great. great. Box office, eight hundred and eighty million. Nice. Yeah, this is that was a really good return on this one. Hell yeah. Tomato, ninety-two percent. Uh huh. Tomato, eighty-eight percent. Tomato. Tomato for me as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Easy peasy. <laughs> oh, man. This one's so good. Dude, yeah. all <laughs> of these. are so good. What are we talking about, man? They just are crushing it at this point. 2017, again, coming at it. 2017 was so good. Guardians, good then Spider-Man, and then Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And oh, uh, my God. directed by Taika Waititi. I love him. Like even before he did this, because he worked on Flight of the Concords, which is one yep. of my favorite shows ever. Also, what we do in the shadows. Have you ever watched that? Oh, yeah. awesome, dude! I know we have a listener who's all about Taika. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna love. She's gonna love this conversation they right should... now. Man, no, I, I, I love him and everything he does. If this, he's so good. He's so good. Absolutely, and that comedy translates so perfectly into this setting, and it doesn't, and especially with like those first two Thor movies being such trash. Yeah. This is one so refreshing for the character, but it also doesn't feel like too crazy of a shift now that we've kind of learned more about his character through, you know, the Avengers movies and stuff too. Cause it's really not until like the Avengers movies that you really see him kind of be like a little bit more, you know, humorous or cheeky with like other characters. I mean, they kind of play it up a little bit in Thor one and two, but two is such a drab, like that. It's yeah, it, it, you know, it sucks. <laughs> like I got nothing else to say about drab it. Drab was sucks. a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So, but this, the comedy comes through so strong without taking away from like anything else from the movie. Like the the action feels big and it's so vibrant and colorful and it's like in its own thing. Like I fucking love this movie. Yeah. This is this is another movie, and I mentioned this on the uh, Captain Marvel episode, but this is one of those movies where you could see that the director has a vision and a style. Yes, and this is another one that is is up there for me. When when there was all this talk of like, oh, James Gunn is fired. Who's who's gonna do it? The f- only person I would say should do it is him, because he gets that same kind of style. Yeah, it's it's clearly different. But you can tell that it would still translate well to the characters of Guardian of the Galaxy. I'm super happy that James Gunn is doing it. He needs to finish this vision. Yeah. But he's the only one I could see. And then I, there was actually a thing, because people were talking about that, and Taika Waititi basically said, like, no, I'm not going to direct that movie. That's mm-hmm. James Gunn's movie. I was going to say that, yeah. What? 
the fucking honor and respect among these directors and just I oh my god I I love I love him I love him so goddamn much like he's fucking great and then and then um when they announced that James Gunn got hired did you did you see this they rehired James Gunn and then uh, said like oh James Gunn rehired to do third Guardians of the Galaxy movie and then Taika Waititi retweeted and goes I thought I was directing that movie <laughs> that's <laughs> so, awesome <laughs> so fucking good there are three writers on this movie. Again, a little surprising. Okay. But uh, Eric uh, Pearson, he worked on Agent Carter, TV show, but for Marvel. Yep. Craig Kyle, he worked on numerous uh, Marvel-themed animations, um, X-Men wow. Evolution, Hulk versus Wolverine and the X-Men, and Christopher Eliost, who worked on uh, previous Marvel movies. So We're Keeping it in the family. Yeah, this is all basically Marvel-based. Um, people know the characters. And That's perfect. Yeah, they, they did a great job, like you were saying, with changing up the Thor character, tone switching, and now- Even a haircut. Even they changed everything about this dude. Yeah. And, I mean, now people love Thor. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> he, they Taika did it. did it. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, they bring Kate Blanchett in. She plays Hela. Awesome, awesome villain. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he plays uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Grandmaster. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Tessa Thompson plays Valkyrie. And I'm just going to say it. Taika watched. He, he plays Korg because he's like my favorite fucking character. The best. Yeah. I, I love this movie. Um, I actually, I didn't like it as much on a first viewing, but I liked it way more on a second viewing. Really? And I think it's, I loved it so much on the first viewing. I saw it again within a week. I think it's because I had a bad theater experience. Oh, Pe- that, yeah, that'll do it. People, people next to me were just like talking loud and obnoxiously the entire movie, and it was Ugh. a packed theater, and I was just like. Fuck all of you. <laughs> that shit happens during Endgame. I will beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> you are going to have to post my bail. I, I remember when I saw it, I actually told you about the lady that was sitting next to me. And you told me, you're like, if I was there, I would have leaned across your body and be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I do stuff like yeah. that. I so. I will fucking throw down with somebody. Yeah. Like, this- Why did you come to a movie if you're just going to talk to each other? Go to a cafe, you dumb fuck. Like, <laughs> why? What are we doing here? And even though this is a great standalone movie, this movie actually leads into Infinity War and Endgame pretty well. It's, um, it sets up literally directly into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, Thor loses uh, his hammer in this. Yep. Which and an up, eye. And an eye. But and his hair. And his hair. <laughs> But that sets up him going to get uh, Stormbreaker. Is that what it is? Yeah, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Uh, he that sets him up for that, which is integral to Infinity War, and I would assume Endgame as well. Yeah. Not only is this movie just uh, like a fun, like acid trippy movie, like yeah, th- it's actually it has some more importance than you would actually think to and the overall. And it's how. Well, that's not when Hulk gets back to Earth, but it's basically how like. Yeah, they get, yeah, I didn't even. They get Bruce that. Banner back, and yeah. then they're able to like regroup and bring eventually bring the Hulk back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a huge and that huge game changer. Like, he was stuck as the Hulk for two years. Yeah, that, why he can't you know? And this movie helps develop the Hulk character, mm-hmm. which we've talked about. I think probably in MCU one that that's something that like they had planned to do over the course of multiple movies. And this movie, I think, does the most benefit to the Hulk character out of any other movie so far. Yeah. In terms of, like, his own personal development. Definitely. And now they can continue that through Infinity War, and I'm sure we're going to see more of that in Endgame, because I feel like that's going to be, like, a big money shot when, like, 
the Thor the, finally changed. Or I mean, or, not the Thor. The, the, the Hulk, Thor. The, Thor. the, the Hulk, incredible Thor. <laughs> the Hulk finally. Uh, yeah, changes. like he yeah. finally comes out and like wrecks house. Like yeah. I feel like that's gonna be like a big moment. And oh, dude, I can't fucking end game. I can't yeah, wait. This movie. This movie also like you want to talk about not just being a superhero movie. This movie is a superhero movie. But it also doubles as a comedy. Yeah. It almost doubles as like a buddy, like cop movie. Not yeah, it's like, like, like a buddy, buddy, like a buddy, road buddy trip movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. There's so many layers to it. Hell yeah. What what's the money like on this one? I feel like this one has to be fairly big. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. You guessing the budget? Yeah, I'm gonna guess the budget, and then I'll I'll guess what it made. But I'm gonna guess the budget first. Budget. Go for it. I'm going to guess 186. Damn, you're really close. 180. Oh, really I, close. I thought I'd spice it up by like, I usually try to round it, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I want to try to get it exactly because that would be impressive. Yeah. You're Fuck. close. Very Six close. Off. What do you think it made? I think it made, what'd you say Spider-Man made? Spider-Man made 880. 880 and Guardians 2 made around the same. 863. I am going to say 850 mil. Oh my god, you were so close. What is it? 853. Oh! I'm so good at this! Yeah, man. I'm honestly just kind of picking up on the trend of these movies. You fucking looked at it, you bastard. No, I swear. <laughs> no, I know you didn't. I do no research. Look at my notes. It's just my it's you, just my ranking. You know how long we've been doing this. I do no research. <laughs> yeah, I don't work for this. <laughs> yeah, no, great movie. Yeah, and it made bank. I mean, that's uh, biggest return on a Thor movie, that's for sure. And Damn right. Really big return. Tomato, 92. Tomato, 87. 92, 87. Tomato. Tomato for me as well. Nice. Yeah. Black Panther, 2018. Shit, I wrote Black Klansman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We got to restart the episode. <laughs> Director Ryan Coogler, we have awesome. talked about the Coogs on a previous episode. On our first episode. First episode ever. Yeah, we, we kicked off this entire series with Ryan Coogler and our boy... Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Ryan Coogler, before this, you know, worked on Creed and Fruitvale Station, which both have Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. Holy shit. I didn't even, I didn't realize he did Fruitvale Station as well. Yeah. Ryan Coogler was the director on this movie and the writer on this movie. And this is another movie where I feel like you can definitely see that there's a, a vision for the movie, a style for the movie. And, um, I mean, this movie won four Oscars. Yeah. I mean... It's a game changer uh, for the genre, if you want to call superhero movies a genre. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty pretty big movie. It's pretty well. It's okay. (laughs) It was only in theaters for like three years. (laughs) (laughs) Chadwick Boseman, although it's not his first appearance in this, it's the first time that he's got his own movie and really a substantial role. I feel like, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he plays Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan, as we just said, Killmonger. So fucking good. Yeah, top two greatest villains in MCO. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o, who we Probably just talked about on our Us episode. Yep. Some of these names I'm going to have trouble. Uh, Dana Guerra, she okay. plays Okia. Is that how you pronounce that? Okoye. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Winston Duke, that's one I can pronounce. Yep, Winston Duke's in this movie. M'Baku. Daniel Kalula from Get Out. Yep. Martin Freeman. Oh, Jordan Peele connection now. From uh, The Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> Andy Serkis. Yeah, great cast on this movie. Like, really fucking good cast on this movie. Yeah. This movie, trying to think of how much it actually opens it up for the MCU, other than just setting up Wakanda. Yeah. 
I, I can't think I can't think of anything else that it really kind of leads that, to. That seems like it's the biggest importance. So I mean, maybe in the grand scheme of things, Marvel, it's not as important. But maybe it will be because now like they're opening their borders. So does that give more places access to, to vibranium? vibranium and yeah. like how does that impact things in terms of like the types of enemies that they're going up against? But I think it's good that this movie is somewhat isolated because at this point there's been such like a like a bigger scope on the MCU now mm-hmm. that it's good to bring it scale it back down. Not that this movie is scaled down by any any sense of the term, but like just just meaning that like you're keeping your characters isolated, which makes sense too because Wakanda itself is isolated. Yeah, you know until the very end of the movie. So it's nice that this this movie can stand on its own, and I think they knew that they wanted this movie to appeal to a grander audience. So to have it not so tightly connected to every other Marvel movie, you make it so that you don't need to see any other Marvel movie before you see this. You can honestly walk into this movie blind, and you're still going to have a great time. You're, there's still going to be some really impactful scenes. The action is great. There's yeah. there's moments of levity that really sit well. You understand the relationships because it's primarily like familial. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all family. Even the villain is family. Yeah. So like people really connect with that, and this story is told just so well, and the script is super tight. Well, okay, the script is tight, but I could find like about 15 minutes to cut out of this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I mean, it, it is a great movie. It is this is a very good movie for me. I, this isn't a perfect movie, yes. and uh, we've talked about it before. Michael B. Jordan, as we've said before, fucking electric in this movie. I think um, I want to bang him. Like we we just blow his nuts every single time we talk about. Because every time he's <laughs> in like, a movie, he's great. Yeah, like Fantastic Four remake was one of the greatest moments of cinematic history. I loved Fant Four Stick. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I forgot. That's how they made the poster. All right, yeah, we couldn't keep that bit going more than like a second. A second. But, but besides that, he's amazing. Like just watching him and like him become a character, it's I'm all in. I think uh as far as MCU villains go, it's Thanos, Killmonger, and Vulture in no order. Those are my top three just, villains. Just tied. Just yeah. they're they are the top three. Arrange them how you please. Yeah. I can totally, totally subscribe to that. This movie's very good. Honestly, my issues with the movie, surprisingly, are with the Black Panther character. I yeah. don't think that I don't think there's much of a story arc to his character. I think he starts the movie as a great leader and ends it's... the movie as a great leader. The only actual like twist in his character comes in, I think, the post credit scene where he's like, you know what, we're gonna open up everything to the world. Like yeah. I felt as the movie, I wasn't so much compelled with him. I was so compelled with, with Michael B. Jordan's character. But yeah. I found the Black Panther character to just be just be all right. Well, I his arc is Lion King. Yeah. This movie is it. Lion King. Yeah. Let's please acknowledge that. And it's not a bad thing. It's it's just a familiar structure to telling a similar story of kings and their kingdoms, basically. Or princes becoming the kings. Yeah. And, I mean, and if you really want to break it down, Lion King is basically Hamlet. basically like it's a it's a story that's it's been it's told before crafted in a different package basically exactly and just happens that this package is really good and all of that so i'm not trying to discredit it but i am saying like 
there are some things about it that are a little bit cliche in just the structure of the story, but the telling of the story is what's different mm-hmm. and intriguing. Yeah, that I think the Black Panther character is one of my big issues, and this isn't so much, but I I do pick it out. We've talked about visuals and inconsistency. Visuals in this movie are extremely inconsistent. Yeah, mind-bogglingly inconsistent. I, I would I would I would argue this has some of the worst visuals. Really, in- you know what's the only thing that stands out to me as being kind of sloppy is the last fight when they're in like that tunnel in like the train mm-hmm. thing. That that's the only thing that really stands out to me as being kind of like meh. But I don't really recall anything else really kind of like rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking mainly, no, solely CGI. Okay, uh, I think I think uh, like production design. Great production design on it, like all the costumes, uh, the the vision for the environment and all that stuff. That oh is my great. god, the city of Wakanda. Is, yeah, um, it looks awesome. That is all great. It's the actual visuals of like the creatures, like the rhinos and shit like that. And like, oh, there, okay. There are some extremely, extremely noticeable full body like CGI when there's fight scenes going on. That is, in my opinion, almost inexcusable. I can't, wow. I can't okay. believe it's even in the movie. That's how bad it is. You but, have a better eye for that than I do. I mean, I like this movie a lot. I just, those issues for me, I don't have those issues with like Thor Ragnarok or Spider-Man and stuff like that. So, all right. Budget on this bad boy, $200 million. Beefy. Beefy budget. But this thing just dominated at the box office. $1.34 billion. Wow. Yeah. That, and I said that's it on awesome. A pre- I said it on a previous episode, over half of that is just in the United States. Usually, yeah, that's great. usually uh, these movies pick up a lot from overseas. It, it killed it over here, which is great to see. Tomato, 97%. Tomato, 79%. Fuck. <laughs> All right. You got to go with what your, what your hate, grade is. I know. Hate mail incoming. I'm going tomato. I'm going tomato it, as well. I think so. it's too low. It, oh, t- 79 is way too low. Way too low. I don't think it's a 97. Yeah. But... It's it's like a eighty five. That's that's what I would have had it. At. I would have had it right as a right at a B is where I put it. Maybe a B plus, but teetering. Yeah, yeah. eighty five is teetering. I think eighty six to like eighty nine is a B plus, and then ninety and up is a you know yeah in the A yeah. grades. I think I'd have it as as a B though. It's yeah seventy nine is way too low, and I think a lot of that is people that are douchebags that wanted to fail. Honestly, yeah. Well, sh- but uh, fuck you guys if yeah. that's if that's your life like. You yeah. can go to hell. Like, but I, I, I think shit. I think seventy nine's low. I think ninety seven's high, right in the middle. But yeah, I mean, still they're killing it with these movies. I mean, it won four. We just said it won four Oscars. It's a yeah. fucking great movie. Yeah, so. absolutely. And now they follow it up with Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> and that explains our entire feelings on the movie. Yeah, that was my reaction when the movie ended. It really was. <laughs> the Russo brothers directed this again, written yeah. by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, like we said a bunch of times. And it introduces fucking for the first everybody. Time, well, yeah, everybody's in it, but I think for the first time, really in a movie, you finally get Josh Brolin as Thanos. Yes, and, like full blown uh, Thanos. Yeah, and it's awesome. And goddamn, does it start? It just starts with Thanos and people die immediately. Yep. Yeah. I actually I put this on uh last weekend. My brother's girlfriend who's seeing Endgame with us, she hasn't seen any of these movies. So I was like What? Yeah. Hasn't seen any of these movies. I was like, you know what? Like, you can't watch all of them at this point. And she and honestly, like she, I don't think she's like really like in interested in seeing all of them. Anything. Yeah. 
But I was like, but if you got to see one, I guess go see Infinity War and we'll fill you in on stuff here or there. Like, because yeah, but, because it's right before it. Yeah, but this this movie, and I think one of the things that I like about it is they put out this movie and they were just like, if you're not on this train by now, that's on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did not hold your hand through this movie at all. I've, I've said this a few times a couple months ago. My girlfriend has also not seen many of these movies, and I put on Infinity War because it's on Netflix. And she sat down, and me trying to explain what was going on for the first like five minutes of this movie, I realized was the most nerdy conversation of my life. Yeah. And she's like, "Who's that purple guy?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Thanos. He's the Mad Titan." She's like, "Well, what's he doing? He's trying to collect these six Infinity Stones across the galaxy <laughs> so he can put them in his cool gold glove. It's called the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet." <laughs> Oh, that's Loki. He's uh the uh stepbrother. He's actually a frost giant. <laughs> Even though he doesn't look like a giant, he's also the the god of mischief. mischief. <laughs> that sounds terrifying as a villain. Ooh, I'm the god of mischief. mischief. <laughs> Not crime or murder. <laughs> mischief. I want to re- meet the god of crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's El Chapo. Th- yeah, really. <laughs> They they set this movie up right away though where that that's the thing with this movie, like we were in the theater they don't give you any time to settle into this movie the nope. the movie starts up and it's like it's a distress call from the ship that they escape yeah, Asgard got, from yeah it, it, this is minutes after Ragnarok ends that's where the timeline lies mm-hmm. a lot of these movies like we said there's no stakes to them this movie starts up and right away it's like. Okay, Thanos is gonna beat the shit out of yeah. the Hulk. He's gonna kill Loki. He's gonna kill uh, Hemdale. Like everyone I, on the ship is fucking dead. Basically. I felt like I was at Texas Roadhouse because there were stakes <laughs> right when you walked in. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys have a Texas yeah! Roadhouse. <laughs> That place is nuts. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I really hope our listeners know what Texas Roadhouse is. It's all about, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That was that just made the whole episode worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it not worth it before? No. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, this, this movie is so good. Like you said, you're either on the train or off the train, and they basically said if you're off the train, then you're not understanding this movie because we're not we're not dumbing it down for you. You have to know your shit. And I like that. This movie probably isn't, I shouldn't even say probably, this movie isn't the best written movie in Phase 3 or the MCU in general. Like, it's just, there's so much things going on. It's just, you're on like a fucking nonstop ride on this thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I would say that it's not the best written movie, but damn, it's got the mo- the highest stakes to it. It's got you on the edge of your seat the longest out of any of them. And I just, I love every minute of it. Hell yeah, high stakes, and I'm sure high budget, because literally oh, every actor... Oh, the budget on this is insane. They basically like stood out in Hollywood with a megaphone and be like, are you an actor? Good. You're in the movie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so, A-listers. You look at the whole call sheet, it's like 20 A-listers just right down the line. Yeah. Holy shit. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Josh Brolin, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh my... Fucking Benedict Cumberbatch. Why am I doing this right now? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Vin Diesel. <laughs> the man. Vin Diesel. No, nah, Chris Pratt. I don't Chris know if you Pratt, said that. Chris Zoe Hemsworth. Saldana. Zoe, yeah. Jesus. Uh, 
It's it's crazy. The, the budget on this movie, I'll tell you right now, it it's funny because there's not a defined answer to it. I looked on the internet, and I think they didn't want to release it, but there's a low end and a high end, and I'm going with the high end because I'm not going to undershoot it. So yeah. $400 million on this one. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That has to be the most they've ever spent. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is for Endgame, but I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's more for this because every character is in it for almost the entire movie. Yeah, and at least this game... one, you're going to have half of them gone, so you're yeah. saving a bunch of money there. That's probably the whole reason they wrote that in there. Disney was like, how much money are you spending on this movie? All right, you got to kill half of these characters <laughs> in this movie. They're like, oh, well, we can make them snap his fingers. The, the Disney's like, wait, you can do that? They're like, yeah, dude, we this can is Marvel. Do anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we just give him all these rocks and put them in his in his glove. He'll be fine. They're like, all right, if you think these nerds are gonna buy it, and they're like, the Russo brothers. Good like, yeah, thing we were setting up all those shit out of our hand. Those post credit scenes with those rocks. <laughs> Ironic that the rock hasn't been in, in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Day will come. So four hundred million. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> they made eighteen billion dollars on this movie. Yeah, really. Two point zero four eight. Wow. Is this the first one that broke two bill? Yeah. This is this is the third highest grossing movie of all time. And uh Endgame's gonna take that crazy. I hope Endgame one. I hope Endgame hits one. They're almost at a billion already, just on pre sales. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. Aren't aren't they over like eight hundred million at this point now? Yeah, I think they are. No, I think they're getting close to a billion on pre sales alone. Oh whoa. Yeah. Now imagine when the movie comes out and people leave the theater and go, That was amazing. Yeah. How skyrocket mm-hmm. this movie's gonna stay in theaters for an entire year it very well might but may as well you guys want to make some money in your movie theater <laughs> how about put the most anticipated movie i don't know ever and just let it play forever yeah this movie I mean, that we're, we're assuming it's good i think it's gonna be really good but yeah this movie definitely has the potential so it's going up against a lot yeah tomato 85 okay tomato 91 Tomato. Tomato. 85, I think, is because a lot of critics maybe didn't see everything. So they're, well, I can see them being like, this is confusing. It's just a hodgepodge of characters. There's too many characters. You don't get to spend enough time with anybody. <laughs> Not realizing it's like, well, every character's had at least one movie. Some of them have had three movies. Some of them have had five movies. That's what I said when I was like. So it's like, maybe you didn't get it because you missed, I don't know, the other 20 <laughs> movies that came out before this. That's what I was saying. Where I, I think this movie isn't as good of you know a movie when it comes to writing and stuff like that. I mean, there is great writing. The comedy in this movie is awesome. It's Fantastic. one of the funniest Marvel movies, but uh, I don't know if it's the best movie. It's very, very in your face. Sometimes I compare this movie to just having like rough sex for like three hours because it's just like that sounds great. You're just like you're strapped in your seat and you're just screaming. <laughs> it gives you no, no lube. It, this movie gives you no time to cuddle. You're <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't want to cuddle. I'm all about the rough stuff. You can fucking punch me in the eye and spit in my mouth. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War! <laughs> yeah! Oh, man. And then they follow it up with Ant Man and the Wasp. A little bit of a lighter note. Kind of a weird place to go after Infinity War, but I think they needed the palate cleanser. That being said, there's a key point in this movie that they need to get to that I think is going to impact Endgame drastically. And oh, yeah. I think they needed. They needed that out there before they could put Endgame out. Yeah, it makes sense. These Ant-Man movies almost function as like 
segues into bigger things or like you know there are gateways yeah. into other points like good standalone fun movies by themselves but they have like one little nugget in there that opens the door for something bigger later down the road yeah it's a cool way to do it peyton reed is the same director on it he worked on the uh oh, good the last ant-man chris mckenna who we've talked about eric summers who worked on homecoming they're writers on this movie it's all people that are familiar with the mcu at this point like just yeah bringing people and in. especially those characters yeah we got the wasp. I mean, she was in the she was in the last movie. Yeah, but now she's like officially the wasp. The wasp. Yeah. yeah, she actually wears the suit. She actually goes out on missions. All that stuff. Not really a lot of new characters in this one. No, too, which is H- nice. Hannah John came in and plays Ghost. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, I think she was barely in the last movie, but she plays Janet Van Dyne. She's basically like the old wasp. She's OG. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's really no new characters in this movie. I don't think other than Ghost. Yeah. So. Ooh, I'm not like crazy about that character. No. Weak, weak villain, I thought. Yeah. Com- especially compared to the last three movies that came before this or whatever it was. Like, Yeah, it's kind of hard to follow up. I didn't really care. I didn't care too much about the villain in this one either. Yeah. yeah. Very throwaway. For me, like the things that I like about this movie, I like the comedy in it a lot. I like yep. Paul Rudd's relationship with his daughter. It makes him even more just like more of a sweetheart than he already was, which like, how did you do that? Yeah. It's amazing. And I, uh, I like the possibilities that it opens. But, right. I mean, this was definitely, like you said, a palate cleanser. Yeah, we needed it. Yeah. Compared to everything we've got lately, it's it's noticeably not as good, but it still is good. It's like right after, because if you want to compare Infinity War to Rough Sex, this this movie feels like right after you come and you're like, what have I done? <laughs> and like, you get that moment of clarity where you're just like, I need to take a shower and watch like a goofy movie. Like I need to <laughs> a goofy need, movie or the goofy movie. The goofy movie. <laughs> I need to do something tame. This is the goofy movie after you okay. have rough sex with All the right. Russo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> after you get double stuffed by the Russo by brothers. Thanos. <laughs> yeah. After he fists you with the gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> I can't wait to get my Infinity War tattoo. <laughs> Budget on this, 162. So, you know, smaller budget. Makes sense. Smaller budget for a smaller superhero. Yep. Exactly. That's how how they thought about it. Because he's Ant-Man. Oh, wait, really? (laughs) Oh. Oh, I see what I did. Oh, shit. Whoa. $622 million. Not bad. Fine return. Yeah, great return. It's on par with, they basically quadruple or or more every single one. So, Uh, tomato, 88. Tomato, 76. Pretty big gap there. Pretty big gap. I'm going to say tomato. I'm going to go tomato. Yeah I, yeah. I I said tomato the way I did because I do think it's a little bit high. Yeah. I would probably put it in like the low 80s, maybe like 83, 82-ish, mm-hmm. like that, that area. Yeah. I just took a little bit more positive view on it. Yeah. I think this is this is a B minus for me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, that, I'm, I'm that's exactly tomato. where I would put it. Yeah. B minus. And then that brings us to the last movie of Phase 3 for now, yep. because Endgame is the last movie, but Captain oh. Marvel 2019. Yep, recent review we did on it, so maybe we won't... We, yeah, we don't have to go too in-depth with it. Yeah. This movie is kind of a strange movie, especially compared to all the other Phase 3 movies, because yeah. I feel like all these movies have a you know set direction. They know what they want to be. Me, personally, I feel like this is the one movie that feels like it wasn't made for the MCU because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in here that are retcons or just sloppy writing that contradicts things in other movies. I think you said it best in our review of it. 
And you even said it leading up to that you were worried it was going to feel like this. And I think it nails it on the head. It feels like a phase one movie in a phase three world. Yeah. I mean, that's that was my worry. And that's how I felt. You describing it in that way. I couldn't I couldn't have thought of a better way to put it. Yeah. Like for real. I still enjoyed this movie. I think we we had said, you know, we we liked it. It was just a little disappointing. I think I probably shouldn't have gone in with the expectations that this was going to directly like give us some clarity on what Endgame was going to be about because it had that post credit scene. So I I think that I think that's mainly on me like. But again, I I just feel like out of all these Phase 3 movies, this one feels the least like a MCU movie. Like all the other MCU movies felt like people that knew the MCU. This felt like people who had an agenda that wasn't Oh, yes. Okay. To now I see what you're saying and Yeah, I definitely agree. It it, it definitely felt like they wanted this movie to be something something either more or just something else than another superhero movie. But in doing so, they kind of went against some of the things that made us love a lot of these these movies. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about Captain Marvel, obviously the 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 box office was was you know yeah fresh low. yeah fresh. we so we now saw it. now we get to see what it's at right now. So the budget on that one fifty two million box office it has now hit a billion dollars. Wow, wait, it was one hundred fifty two million to make that? Yeah, that's low. Yeah, it is pretty low. That's lower than Ant Man. It is lower than Ant Man. That's was, crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. That's genuinely surprising. It is surprising because there actually is, uh, I think, some good CGI in that movie. Yeah, too. and like the shape shifting. Oh my god! And talk about how much money it must have cost to de-age. Oh my god! Yeah, Nick the, Fury the whole time. is crazy, and it. it's perfect. Yeah, there's no fault in it. That's honestly probably like my favorite part of the movie is I, I, the de-aging is insane in it. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, it's at one point zero six four billion. That's crazy. Good, yeah. great job, Tomato. 75. Okay. Tomato, 58. Wow. I mean, tomato, but... <laughs> it's tomato. I mean, it's gotten lower on both ends since the last time we talked about it. Has it gotten lower on both? I think so, yeah. That is interesting. I could have swore that there was a more, uh, bigger disparity between the two just because people were trying to tank it early on. Even before the movie came out, people were trying to tank its score It may for all those political reasons... You know, we didn't really dive into, but we had mentioned the audience score might be low. I mean, might be higher now. I'm not sure, but the I think the critic score is lower now. I think when we reviewed it, it was at like a 79. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it, when we reviewed it, it was 78 to 60. Okay. So yeah, it has gone down. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, but yeah. I mean, tomato. Tomato. Yeah. Again, I think I think 75 is low. I think we said that in our review too. Yeah. Yeah. I. Th- um, I don't remember what grade I gave it. I either gave this like a B or a B plus. I either gave this a C plus or a B minus. I can't remember what it was. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, maybe I did give it lower. Let me look. Yeah, I gave it a B minus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's phase three, and that brings us right up to Endgame. Here we go. Now comes the real fun. Yeah. We gotta rank these. This is where we stop being friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and start getting real. <laughs> yeah. Real world, Colin's room. <laughs> uh, you want to start this up? No, 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 I'll no. Start, you got. Yeah. We got to keep it okay. traditional. You start with your bottom, your number nine for MCU Phase Three. My number nine is Doctor Strange. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Oh man, that's why. That's why I was like, "You're gonna hate me." Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. Did you see the really awesome Doctor Strange poster I have in my room? Oh yeah, you have some really awesome Doctor Strange shit. Yeah, and I have that statue. Yeah, fucking cool. Yeah, I'm a really cool guy, everybody. <laughs> no, I major nerd. I like Doctor Strange. Like I said, I like Doctor Strange more in Infinity War than in his own movie. I like. I like that the that Doctor Strange opens up a lot of possibilities. It has a lot of importance to the MCU, but just as a movie, and that's how I'm grading these, just as a movie. Oh, you're going to find out that's not how I graded these at all. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, my personal preference is in there, but I'm grading them more so on my enjoyment of watching them as a movie, as opposed to, I'm not really taking into the significance of the MCU into these. That's pretty much the only way I've graded it. Okay. Which is why number nine for me is... Captain Marvel. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. That's such. I, I mean, it's sad for me to say that. Um, and again, every movie in this is a banger. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because when we review Endgame, we're going to review the entire MCU, mm-hmm. so all twenty-two movies. And little spoiler for that, I feel like this movie will land somewhere in the middle of the pack for me. It's definitely not in like my bottom. Five oh yeah, yeah, or six, or it might not even land in the bottom ten. Mm-hmm. But for this, it's stacked up against some competition. Oh, it's stacked up against a whole lot of competition because my number eight is also Captain Marvel. There or my you number go. is Captain Marvel. There you go. So yeah, yeah it, it slides down. But I mean, look at what you're going against. Yeah, my number eight is Ant Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh very fair. Yes, very fair. Yeah, my number seven, Civil War. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. My number seven is Civil War. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. That is actually surprising, I think. But. I think it would have been higher if I didn't rewatch it recently. Re-watch, yeah. I rewatched it. And I just noticed things that I hadn't noticed before because I was just so high on the movie. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there was just some things when I was watching it. I was like, I'm not super stoked on that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the plot's a little convoluted. So I said I said it when we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. There's just is just a, like a little bit of these like weird, weird points of sloppiness that I didn't notice the first time just because I was so excited because yeah. of the movie. You know, my number six, Ant Man and the Wasp. Now, I mean, I'll I'll say this. Yeah. I think Civil War is a little bit better maybe than than Ant Man and the Wasp, but I have more fun watching Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, that's okay. why it's higher for me. Incoming hate mail. My number six is Black Panther. Oh. You done. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I am looking at bigger picture when I'm doing these movies. I'm doing them very different from the the way that you're you're saying that you're ranking them. I am looking at the grander scale of what it means for the MCU past and present and future. Mm-hmm. And I also am taking into account like some of my favorite characters are in this phase and that's gonna weigh heavily and then just overall style and rewatchability not that this doesn't have great style and rewatchability but just personal preference is gonna weigh really heavy on me yeah and maybe quality of movie is not you're weighing this in on how much you like the characters and the mcu and stuff like that it's it's it is kind of total package but things like the little things, like I don't know, plot and <laughs> the little things and character development doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, that shit's stupid. Yeah, no, like character development's obviously important, but yeah, I don't, I'm working on a really strong bias on some of these. Yeah, 
Well, for my number five, and getting back to the part where I'm talking about how good of a film it is, my number five is Black Panther. <laughs> okay. And I'm just like, you're you know, like, you're like, don't hate me. My number six, Black Panther. But I'm not judging it based on this. I'm like, I am, and it's my five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number five is your number nine, Doctor Strange. Strange. Okay. Yeah. Did you think it was gonna land higher for me? I thought I thought Doctor Strange for you was gonna be like two or three. Wow! No, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm I'm a realist. Okay. I do love that movie though. Yeah, I knew you loved it. Yeah, I mean, for me, Black Panther, like I said earlier, I just I don't like the main character as much as other characters in the movie, and I feel like that probably shouldn't happen. Yeah, your main character is probably your most important. Yeah. Hence the main. Part. Michael B. Jordan steals the show. I mean, that's because he's fucking amazing in it. Um, it does have one of the best villains in any of the Marvel movies. Yeah, but I just don't feel like there's enough of a story arc for the main character and like i said i a lot of the visuals rough as hell all right my number four guardians of the galaxy volume two that is shocking to say the least yeah i really really enjoy that movie there's just three movies i like more than it. that is really the only reason for it that I, makes sense yeah i because that's how top Top fours work. Yeah, <laughs> that is how top fours work. Yeah, no, I mean, I, re- I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I I feel like um, compared to the first Guardians of the Galaxy, this one isn't as good, and the movies above it just maybe brought something a little bit different, and okay. that, that's why. So my number four is Guardians 2. My number four is Thor. <laughs> Thor? Thor. Second time that's happened on these episodes, but yeah. Yeah. And again, I love Ragnarok, but I also had three other movies I liked better. Yeah, because again, that's how these lists work. <laughs> this, I mean, man, Ragnarok is such a good movie. It really is. Ragnarok pushes for a top spot on this list, honestly, for me. Yeah, that's how much I like it, and it's so much different. And every time I think about, it, I just another thing I didn't mention. It's also like just so colorful. I love looking at that movie. Yeah, my number three is Thor Ragnarok. There you go. Yeah, and we already know why. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. So some of these were really close, but we're slightly off. They're I don't think clo- any of these have been the same. No. Oh, oh. Um, I think uh, Civil War was the same. Yep, Civil War was the same. Number that's seven. A, that's the only one. Yeah. So yeah, my number three. I think my number three is your number one. Don't tell me. But it's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. All right. That's all. That's, that's your, all. Yeah. Spider-Man: that's my Homecoming number, is your number three. It's my number three, baby. I'm surprised it's that. Well, I'm not, I'm not surprised that it's that low because I love it so much. It's That's more, high. more so That's high. top yeah, three. No, that is, yeah, why is it so low? <laughs> yeah, it's it's number three in the strongest phase. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my number two is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Damn, I really thought it was gonna be your number one. I I think Spider-Man: Homecoming is a better movie than my number one. I I love it so much. It is one of my favorite Marvel movies, and I really can't get enough of it. It's just my number one, which now you know what it is is just it's got it's got the cojones that no other movie has cojones <laughs> yes it's, it's got the balls and i just it's so much different than any other movies i mean spider-man is very different as well but infinity war just goes into places that no one else has dared to go to so well what is your number two my number two and also would then reveal my number one mm-hmm. so there's only one left after number two Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ooh, so we got the same number one. We have the same All number right. one. I'm surprised that you put Infinity War at number one because I thought you were going to pretty much stay true to like the um, quality of film aspect. And like I could admit 
it doesn't quite hit every mark in terms of like how's the writing, how's this, blah 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 blah. If you want to get like technical and get all film criticy, but as a fan, you can't touch this movie. Yeah, no, and it has everybody in it. Everybody plays a big role because everybody is a big role. It f- it felt like the culmination of all this, and then you find out it's only half of the yeah, end. That's- Oh my god! And I will say this: my opinion on Infinity War could change drastically with Endgame. Ooh, so that might be interesting to look at. Yeah, when because we we're do gonna Endgame. do when we do our Endgame episode, we're gonna rank the entire MCU. That's gonna be a long from, episode. Yeah, from one to twenty-two or whatever it is. I'm gonna warn everybody: if you think the the movie Endgame has a long <laughs> runtime. <laughs> This We're going to record a five-hour podcast. No, no. <laughs> Try and stop me. This is a mini episode. We're probably going to push like an hour 30. Yeah. I um, But it's I, also the biggest phase, so it makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, I just wanted to say, because you said like the writing and all that stuff. I That is you know also in there, but it's also my personal preference. One thing I was going to say, I'm not making the MCU a cr- critique point because... If I did, then some things would be different. Like Captain Marvel, I really dislike, but mainly because of the things it does that contradict things in the MCU. As oh, a movie, as a movie on its own, I like it more. If I, if that's why I said, if the MCU, did, if it didn't have the way of the MCU behind it, I would like Captain Marvel, Marvel more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So that's kind of why you have to take it out of consideration for how much you like the other ones as well. Yeah. Just to just to kind of make the playing field even. even, yeah, yeah. I didn't worry about that. <laughs> I just, I just, I just changed the rules from movie to movie. Maybe I should have done that. I'm like, I like this movie because, cinematically speaking, it's very well done. <laughs> I like this movie because cinematically speaking, it's dog shit. But I love this character and I had a good time. <laughs> I'm all over the boards. You cannot pin me down. <laughs> and I love rough sex. <laughs> I love rough sex. Those are the two things we've learned in this episode. What better way to wrap up such a momentous occasion? Yeah. The only thing we have left to do is see Endgame. Yeah, that is true. At the time of releasing this, we will be four days away from Endgame. So excited. So excited. Four days away. We got our tickets for opening night somehow. And we're spoiling everything (laughs) the minute we walk out of the theater. We're going on Instagram. We're going to be like, guess what, everybody? No, we're not. (laughs) Tony Stark got a big old dick. (laughs) My my brother got um, one giant thing spoiled for him in uh, Infinity Infinity War. War. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, that's got to suck. Anybody who's not seeing it opening weekend, guess what? Your life is ruined. If you plan on seeing this movie and you're not seeing it in the first three days, don't go on the internet. Yeah, a kid at work said that he's getting his ticket for Monday. So, like, woof. Yeah, and I told him. Don't go on the internet. I said, I said, stay off social media. And he said, if someone, like, ruins it for me, I'm just going to block them. And I was like, damage is done at that point. But it'll already be ruined. So, who cares if they're blocked? Yeah. You just block everybody. Or just (laughs) don't open it. Yeah, exactly. Don't look at it. Fight the temptation. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what? You just gotta wait three days. Then there's there's only a few movies really that like I am like I need to see that opening day because I'm worried things are gonna get spoiled for me. It's these Marvel movies mm-hmm. and Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm fine with getting spoiled on Star Wars. I it, it's lost its appeal to me over the years. 
which is very sad for me because Star Wars was it- so big when I was a kid. My name is Sky. Having a lead character whose last name is Skywalker, you know how big that was for me as a kid? Did it lose? I its- was the coolest. I'll, I'll ask you this because I guess we can talk about the, these are both Disney properties. Did it lose its appeal because they were releasing too many movies or because The Last Jedi was so both? Yeah. Because it wasn't even just Last Jedi's fault. Like Solo was. Well, and, yeah, Solo was. And if you look back at the prequels, like when they came out, like we were much younger. So, like, I think That's... we were high on them when they came out because it's like now we're getting Star Wars movies in our generation, which was really cool. And then you saw what the movies were, and you're like, maybe this isn't really cool. I but mean, I still love them. I really liked Seven. I think you liked Seven, but maybe not as much as everyone else. I did like it, but I think people but were then I also, gassing it too much. I also think me and you loved Rogue One, though. Oh, yes. I really did love Rogue One is the best thing they've done since this new yeah new thing. Ever since the prequels, Rogue One's the best thing they've done. The- I'd say it goes Rogue One, then Force Awakens... You know, you know, maybe though, like, Solo above Last Jedi for me, honestly. Not for, not for me. I didn't really like either of them, but I think Solo, I had like a little bit more fun, but I just had to kind of like take it as a popcorn flick and not as a Star Wars movie. Yeah. For for me, and I I will agree. The quality of the last two movies has uh has definitely d- dropped, but I think a big part of it is that they're releasing too many of them. And Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, and and Disney has already said after nine they're taking a break from them. Good, um, good idea. It, it is a good idea. And I also, mean they're gonna have like the the Disney Plus TV shows and stuff like that. So yeah, but also people will still get their fix. They said that I mean like this is the last movie that's gonna deal with like the Skywalker trilogy. After this, they're going in in new places. And, Which could be cool. And that, that I'm very intrigued with. And maybe it'll save it from fans being like, oh, like you're ruining my childhood because at least now it's not taking place with those characters. You can kind of go to another, you know, part of the galaxy and just, you know, that's, focus on something else. That's part of something I'm like worried, not worried or interested in what Marvel's going to do because, I mean, they've been releasing so many movies and now like after Endgame, I feel like people might want like maybe like a little bit of a break. Oh, that ain't happening. It probably isn't happening, but I'm just a little bit... uh. You know, after I, Endgame, we got two months later, uh, Far From Home. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Trying to tell me I shouldn't have my Spider-Man fix? <laughs> the fuck are you saying to me? Jake Jilly Halls? That is true. I'm excited for that. Jake Jello Balls? <laughs> I don't know Jake why. Jello Balls. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, but man, we did it. We fucking did it. I'm so excited. And we're excited to hear from you guys. We're going to post up Tomato Tomatoes on all of these movies from MCU Phase 3. Maybe not Captain Marvel again, because we did just post that one up a little while ago. Yeah. But we'll, but we'll post every other one up. That way you guys can vote in. And if you guys want to let us know what your rankings are, just yeah, hit we us would, up in the comments We would love to see that, because I feel like this this phase could be very polarizing. Yeah, I yeah, man. Like I, I post up anytime we do one of these. When I say anytime, we've only done three of them now. But I'll, I'll post up a post. With all all the different posters from the the movies, and you guys can just comment on there. Let us know what your rankings are. You know what ours are. Are we way off base, or are we right on the nose? It's the only way to find out, bitch. <laughs> I got real aggressive. Bitch, <laughs> bitch. You need that snap. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. But at two dudes movie reviews, anywhere you talk to people. <laughs> 
I guess. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know how social media works, man. Just figure it out. It's 2020. Like, I don't know what time. I don't know when people are going to listen to this. <laughs> That's true. I'm assuming people aren't going to find these episodes for like at least another year. So I'm just prepping for the future. That is a great point, actually. Yeah. Listen, listen. We all know our alien overlords are requiring two dudes movie reviews as listening in all the schools across the world. It is the year 2000. <laughs> it is the future, the year 2000. We are robots. Yeah, man. You you saw that really good documentary that came out recently with John Goodman, right? Oh, yeah. It was called like uh, Captive State. Yeah. That super cool documentary. Yeah. It was about a, what really happened. It was a really good documentary. Man, that almost was an episode. <laughs> Thank God. Captive we didn't State do was that. almost an episode, and then we met and we were like, this can't. Be. Yeah, this movie's just such buns. I said I had nothing to say about it. I did have one thing to say. I said, oh, great. They made Chicago more dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the only thing I had for that movie. Captain State wasn't great. <laughs> but you guys are great, and we appreciate you listening. And on that note, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>